0: It won't happen to me. A podcast brought to you by Impact Teen Drivers in partnership with the California Highway Patrol and the Office of Traffic Safety.
1: My name is Dr. Kelly Browning, and I'm the proud executive director of Impact Teen Drivers. I would like you to meet Aiden, Nicole, and Aiden's parents, Shanna and Keith, as we talk about a night they never thought would happen to their family.
2: I'm Aiden, and I'm 19 years old. I was 16, turning 17. So I was a sophomore in high school. I was, I guess you could say, a normal teenager. I went to school, got good grades. I was very social and played a lot of sports. I was outgoing. I just did a lot of things with my friends and with my family. So That's pretty much who I was.
1: Are you a competitive person, Aiden?
2: My competitive person. Yeah. I mean, I play sports. So I think that's kind of where I get it from.
3: So I would say he was a typical child. I'm Shannon Nussbaum and I am Aiden's mom.
1: What would, how would you describe your family? And let's start with you, Keith.
0: I'm Keith Nussbaum and I am Aiden's father. I would describe our family as a very close family.
1: Keith, tell me about when Aiden was learning to drive. Do you remember when he was about to start driving? How are you feeling about that as a parent?
0: As a parent, nervous, you know, are they looking both ways? Are they stopping fully? I mean, very, very nervous parent, but I don't think I let on very much how nervous I was.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty typical for us as parents. I've had three now that have gone through it, and it's very nerve-wracking. Shanna, tell me a little bit about when Aiden was learning to drive. um, Did you have any concerns that you were thinking about? So obviously stopping distance and things that that Keith has mentioned, but what were some of your concerns when Aiden was learning to drive?
3: Well, I think as a mom, you're really concerned about your first child driving, and I was worried, especially with a boy, that they were mature enough. Could they be in these situations and make mature decisions without being risk takers because young boys are in general. And as a mom, I remember sitting at a breakfast with my group of mom friends and all of our sons were starting to drive at the same time and all of us talking about how scared we were and, how the worst thing that could happen was exactly what happened to us. Aiden, when he was learning to drive, was a great driver and always was a really good conscientious driver. He took driver's ed and we hired an outside company and he took lessons and his driving instructor gave me lessons as a parent. Like, how do you teach them when you're in the car without panicking? You know, I'd be the mom like biting my fingernails if I was in the car with him. You start to trust a little more and you see that, okay, they're safe. We also had a driving contract with Aiden that we put into place before we let him go off that, you know, kind of gave him boundaries and went over the laws and the rules. And he had to sign that contract.
1: All right, Aiden, well, let's talk a little bit about what happened going into that night. Walk me through this.
2: Yeah, so it was a Friday, and I drove to school. It was just a normal day. I drove back home, and I watched the NCAA basketball tournament because it was March at the time. And some friends asked me to meet up with them, and it was around like nine, between nine and ten o'clock. But so it was getting a little bit late, but. You know, I wasn't doing anything and I was very social. I didn't like missing out on things when people asked me to hang out.
4: It was a typical day. I was just hanging out with my group of friends and it was really not anything out of the ordinary but it still felt a little off. The night to me just felt a little out of place and our plan was to basically just drive around and hang out. Um, Well, my name is Nicole. I'm 19. And I was a passenger in Aiden's car. So I went out with some of my friends. And while we decided to meet up with Aiden, you know, Aiden came and he was alone. So all of my friends were encouraging me, go with him, go with him. So I pretty much thought nothing of it. So I got out of my other friend's car and just made my way over to Aiden's car.
2: So I met up with her and her friends. She came in the car with me. And from there, we just kind of started driving. Um, I was in a convertible. So I was blasting music, and it was really loud.
4: When I replay it through my mind, it kind of just seems as if both of our cars just kind of took off in that sense. the night was just eerie all around. I don't really know how to describe it, but it was, it was chilling. Were you scared when you got in Aiden's car? I wouldn't say scared when I was going to him because it was a normal thing. And I had driven with him tons of times before. And before that he didn't put me in any danger. Like I didn't think twice about that. He was my friend that I was just getting into his car. So it was a normal thing
2: the other miners in the other car kept on like telling me to kind of keep up with them, like playing a little bit cat and mouse at the time. And I was just being impulsive and I wasn't thinking about anything at the time. I was kind of just trying to impress, I guess you could say the girl in my car and I didn't think of anything would happen or any consequences that would happen. I was just having fun and We kept on driving uh, this faster and more recklessly and and i wasn't paying attention to my surroundings um i drove through a few red lights i was oncoming a yellow turning red light and we were going way faster than the speed limit and music's blaring um the wind's blowing through the car. Um, and I just remember trying, thinking that if I brake hard, like my crew, my car is going to spin out or I'm going to like hit someone else. So I thought the best decision was going to be to go around the car. I saw the car in the intersection making a left. So I thought, all right, they're gonna make the left and I'm gonna have enough time to go around it and make it through safely. Um, So I'm going through the intersection and the car's just starting to roll out to make the left. And I just hit it like from the side, the front of my car hits the side of their car
4: in those, I don't remember the full length, but in those last moments, I remember looking down at my phone because I had thought I had received a missed call. And then I looked over at Aiden and then I looked over and I saw us crash.
1: What do you remember about that moment of the crash?
4: I remember hanging on for dear life. I gripped the sides of the car. I'll never forget that. And then I saw the windshield cr- like crack and then I, my eyes just closed after that. And I remember hearing the glass break.
2: I just remember hearing a loud, like bang, like, and then my ears just started ringing. And, and I just remember my eyes being wide open, like, Oh my gosh. Like, I can't, I'm not going to make it. The car spun out. And I hit my head on the top of the convertible. So you
1: you hear, you hear the collision, you see part of the collision, and then you black out. Tell me what happens from there.
4: Well, I blacked out <clears throat> and then I remember flashes. So I remember one flash of me waking up and there was Aiden's blood, I guess, on my hand. Then when I saw that, I pass out again.
2: I remember grabbing my phone and then looking at, my friend who was in the car with me and I just remember asking are you okay and she's like yeah and then I just got out of the car and I don't know where I am I don't know how I made it to the sidewalk I don't know if someone helped me or if I got there myself but I just remember next being at the sidewalk and I remember like just a lot of people, like a lot of talking, a lot of like sirens and just like flashing lights and stuff like that. And like my head spinning and I just look down cause I'm on my knees and I look down to like try and call my dad. And I just remember blood like gushing down from my head and I'm shaking and I just don't know my surroundings or anything. And it's like hard to believe like this, like I just got in a car crash.
1: So let me ask you, did you normally drive like you were driving that night?
2: Um, No, I've, I had my license and stuff and I've driven other people before and that has never happened. I've never been pulled over for a ticket or by the police of any sort.
1: Keith, do you remember where you were and what you were doing? when you found out about Aiden's crash?
0: Yes, very clearly. It's like it was yesterday. Um, I was by myself. Shanna and our daughter Cece were out of town. I um, was doing some work on my laptop, sitting on our bed while watching the NCAA tournament. And for some reason, I had my phone on silent mode. So when Aiden first tried to reach me, he called my cell phone and I didn't hear it. And the house phone then rang and I answered it.
2: I tried calling my dad, but like, I can't get onto my phone. So I used Siri to call my dad.
1: Aiden, you remember having eyes wide open, the noise of the crash, and then the impact Yeah, and you, you know, you hit a car, you know, you hit a car mm-hmm. and you checked to see if your passenger was okay. When you got out, went over to the sidewalk, sat down on the sidewalk. And when you say you couldn't quite call your dad without using Siri, why was that?
2: I was just like, in so much like shock and I had no idea what happened or how bad, the crash was or where I was and my hands were just shaking and I had blood like gushing down my face.
1: Do you remember exactly what he told you Keith?
2: Yes he
0: said dad are you mad at me? First he said dad there's been an accident are you mad at me and I said no I'm not mad at you are you okay? And he said, I don't know. I said, well, what do you mean you don't know? You know, I'm immediately getting worried. I'm like, you're either okay or you're not okay. Are you okay? And he said, I don't know, I think so. And I said, where are you? And he said, I don't know. You know, and at that moment I had no idea the seriousness of the accident. Um, I'm thinking it's a fender bender. Um, And immediately I start hearing more and more and more sirens in the background. And now it's occurring to me, this is something more serious than I initially thought.
1: Yeah, do you remember what you were thinking? Was it, was that what you were thinking? Just what am I even supposed to do here?
2: Um, I mean, I had a lot of things going through my mind. Um, Just thinking, like, what, like, how did this happen? Like, how did I let this happen? Like, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to be okay? Where's my dad right now? Is he going to make it here? Um, What happened to the other car? and what, like, is my friend okay? Um, Just like a ton of things racing through my mind. Like it was really hard to comprehend and understand everything at first.
1: Keith, were you able to get to the scene? My understanding is you were able to get to the scene before they transported Aiden?
0: Yeah, um, when I arrived at the scene, There were um, ambulances and fire trucks and police, the um, area was yellow taped off the intersection. I still didn't know yet um, the extent of what happened. He was so worried.
1: So what happened next? How did you end up leaving that scene? Where'd
2: you go? Um, yeah, so after I was at the sidewalk, I was put in the ambulance um, and then taken to the hospital. I don't remember being in the ambulance at all.
1: Tell me about what happened at the hospital. What was it like to all of a sudden kind of wake up and realize you're in the hospital?
2: I was taken to a hospital room. Um, and I woke up the next day and I'm in like a lot of pain. Like I'm on like different like painkillers and stuff. And I have like dry blood, like in my eyebrows, in my hair, like all over my face and I don't know what's happening. All I'm thinking right now is I want to go home. Eden, you had some
1: very serious injuries. Tell me about your injuries.
2: My injuries were pretty severe. So I had a really bad concussion and head trauma.
3: He had the big gash across his head with stitches and his whole face was swollen. You could barely see his eyes. And
2: And then... I had a punctured lung, um, and I had a fractured back.
3: There was still dried blood everywhere,
2: and um,
3: it was devastating to see him so injured and to be so out of it.
1: Keith, do you remember how you felt when you found out that a police officer telling you there had been a fatality in your son's crash?
0: um I felt horrified and I wanted to know more you know who who was it was it a passenger in the car was it a friend was it a stranger who 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 how was it my son's fault
1: Shannon where were you when you found out about Aiden's crash CC, our daughter, and
3: I were out of town. We were just finishing up a night of being with cousins and family and when I got the call. And I could hear Keith on the phone, and he said, Shanna, there's been a horrible accident. And I could then hear all of the sirens. I didn't know what they were, ambulances, fire trucks, but it was very prominent. He said, Aiden is injured, but he's alive. And at that point, the fact that he had to say, but he's alive, I knew it was bad. I mean, Keith was like, there's blood all over. There's, you know, it's, it's bad. And as a mom, you've seen those moments on TV, but I've never experienced one where it was a sucker punch to the stomach and I literally fell to the ground. And then he said, and there's something worse. And at that moment as a mother, there's nothing worse than knowing your kid has been in a horrible accident and you don't even know, except that they're alive, what's going on. And then Keith said, and there's been a fatality. And with those words,
1: our life changed forever. Aiden, when did you find out that you had killed someone?
2: So um, now I'm kind of a little bit awake. My mom was in the hospital room and my dad, I think. And I just remember telling them like, we're asking, when am I gonna go home? And I just remember my mom holding my hand and looking at me, she says, you're not going home. Someone died and I was just like in shock. I have no words to say at all.
3: And that was a real, real moment. And I will never forget him kind of looking at us, very confused. And he just fell back to sleep.
2: And I just closed my eyes and was just like trying to be really hopeful, like, please let me wake up in my bed right now. Like, this isn't happening. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'll do anything to be in my bed right now. Like, it literally felt like a dream.
0: Sometimes I'd be like, is, is, is there a mistake? Are we sure that, that this person died? Are we really sure? Oh, just couldn't believe it was happening to us. You know, before Aiden went out that night, I asked him if he really felt it was worth going out. But I knew that the next night, he was going to be um, staying out at a friend's house for a party that he was really looking forward to attending. And I said, you know, tomorrow night's gonna be a really late night for you. It's already nine o'clock. Why don't you just stay home with me and let's keep watching March Madness. He's like, Dad, I'm just going to get food. I'm just going to meet some friends to get some food. And I said, okay, be home behind by, you know, be, be home in time for your curfew. He said, I will, no problem. And I carry around a lot of guilt for that moment. For not insisting that he stay home that night. It's just a really hard thing to carry around. Knowing that this man lost his life. And if I couldn't have or should have done something different.
3: The first thing I saw were two armed policemen standing outside of his door.
2: These two guys I like, came into the hospital room and they took like my photo and like were reading me my Miranda rights and
3: at that point he had been Mirandaized and officially arrested they charged him with murder. But I will never forget my son being driven off in a police car and seeing the back of his head.
0: Join us for episode two to learn more about the impact of Aiden's choice to engage in reckless and distracted driving. Fatalities due to reckless and distracted driving are 100% preventable. Aiden and his family choose to share the worst moment in their life in the hopes that each of us will make better decisions. It Won't Happen to Me is produced by Impact Team Drivers with support from the California Highway Patrol and funding provided by the California Office of Traffic Safety to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Subscribe and share this podcast to help stop preventable car crashes.